1: there and welcome back to rebel cells the star wars animation podcast for the bad batch episode bounty lost i am one of your hosts michael cohen and with me as always my faithful co-host uh the illustrious joe hogan
0: lies and slander but thank you very much for the (laughs) compliment
1: and the uh, and the altitudinous kyle avery
2: uh truth but i'll take that too
1: (laughs) i yeah wow i i i i think joe and i kept we kind of we're kind of talking about this a little bit before we started recording um fine episode with a uh, massive massive uh, uh plot drop in it right like where, where they're just like hey by the way crispy um,
0: lettuce episode <laughs> there, 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 yeah. <laughs> with a big piece of bacon in there with a big there, piece there
1: of there you go yeah i uh, yeah it to me it is very weird it was it's, it's nice to have fennec shan back it's very cool to have Cad Bane. Um, there's way too much Toto 360.
0: <laughs> too much too lettuce. Much <laughs> the lettuce way is getting wet, wet and soggy.
1: Yeah, um, and then some other some other cool ideas smattered in, and 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 the massive reveal with with Omega, right? Um, which we'll get to. We'll discuss. I. Uh, but first and foremost, uh, I, I guess I guess I guess we need to talk about some news. I. Uh, it's a it's a shame there isn't any. Uh, <laughs> once again, I mean, like the, I think that there's maybe been some, what, some toy news or something like that.
3: But like, uh, uh, yeah. I
1: think that there were some action figures revealed and stuff. Um, but uh, or or so, not so even Lego revealed, sets. like a like a pipeline thing. Well, that's the but that's oh, the yeah. big one, right? Is is the the stupid Slave One Lego set I, I debacle, and we're not going to discuss it we're not going to discuss it. This is a public service announcement to everybody. Sh- shut up about the, uh, the, the flying shoe, uh, <laughs> Lego set. Um, it's not a it is, shoe. It's a, lamp, it's a, it's
2: a, it's a lamppost.
1: It's a lamp. It's a lampshade. Yeah. Right? A lamppost. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, like it's, it's, it, it's time for everybody to, uh, put their, put their big kid pants on. And, uh, and and just stop arguing on the internet about this. And I'm not talking about one side or the other. I'm talking about everybody. Just talking about everybody. I uh, this is it's it's just been a massive waste of time in my opinion. There there are things in Star Wars for us to uh, get heated about and and discuss. The uh, the 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 non-screen used name of a ship that is in a grand total of what would you say probably about. Probably well, I guess because of um, because of Attack of the Clones, it's it's significantly higher, but less than fifteen minutes of screen time total. I think that even that's probably being generous. Uh, I it, look, it's not the most and the, the Clone, Clone Wars episode.
2: episode. The Clone Wars no episode and, and Mando season Mando season two. Oh there yeah,
1: there's the Clone Wars episode. No, but in Mando season two, it's 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 not on screen very much. We're inside it and stuff, but like, it's not, it's, it's not like it, it it's not like it plays a massive role. Um. Anyways, it's, it, 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 like, it's just dumb. It's, it's dumb to be upset that they took the name off. It's dumb to be upset that they're using the name, especially because like, here's my thing. A week We're go not going to discuss cared.
0: it guys, but here we go discussing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, so, I'm just saying like, a we could go, a week
1: could go, nobody cared. <laughs> we could go, nobody cared. And now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden it matters and what i'm trying to say is that we can very easily flip that switch back to it not mattering at all i either way like it like it having no you know like and like uh, for for me like like i'll just i'll just call it a fire spray from now on and 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 be done with it like that's fine i uh, i guess fire fire spray patrol ship is a patrol ship or patrol cruiser i think it's ship but um that yeah, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. This is like this is like back when people used to argue about the length of the Star Destroyers in A New Hope versus the ones in Empire Strikes Back versus the ones in Return of the Jedi. As if, as if it changes any of the story. And I think like that to me is the thing: is that like it like it doesn't it doesn't change Boba Fett's motivation. It doesn't change anything about any of the characters so just you know everybody put your put your pitchforks down on both sides and just go back to arguing about whether or not two space wizards are allowed to kiss because one of them <laughs> is older than the other one and also i i committed i like in in quote fingers genocide because um, it's like yeah i don't know that he committed genocide anyways party to genocide i suppose I, I, let's 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 not get into this conversation either. Go back to arguing about that because, well, but like, like that conversation has meat on its bones. Like, like there is, there are finer points of that that you can discuss one way or the other. Like, like that's a conversation where I can see where one person would be like, like he's irredeemable, to which I would be like, you're not really paying attention to Star Wars then, but that's fine. If that's how you want to interpret it, and then and then and then there are even other people who are like he never did anything wrong, and it's like that's not the case. That's actually actually like we watched him. We watched him just like murder an old man. That was like the first thing that he did. So I uh, uh, yeah, uh, a defenseless old man just because the old man was, said said something he didn't like. It wasn't even a mean thing. He just said something he didn't like. So he so he cut him in half. Uh, yep and then they murdered everybody in the village and you know i so you know he did bad stuff but also it's made up in space um but let's not let's let's not talk about any more of that stuff let's just get right into the episode let's just talk about bounty loss you guys good with that yeah it's yeah. good to
2: me what else you got give me more
0: online crosshair take the towers how many are there five of them that's clone force 99 this is wrecker hunter echo tech and crosshair my name's omega the clone wars have ended you can either adapt and survive or die with the past
1: now it's time for the Rebel Cells. Good soldiers follow orders.
0: Episode recap.
1: Alrighty, righty. Uh, the Bad Batch, Bounty, Lost. What is this? This is the ninth episode of the season. Uh, directed by Correct. Nathaniel Villanueva. Written by Matt Michnovitz. Uh, and uh, I'll start us off here. Omega awakens in a cell in Bane's ship. The bounty hunter soon comes back to check on her, revealing his name. When Omega threatens that he'll be sorry for taking her, Bane is nonplussed. Uh, I think Bane is often nonplussed. Uh, no one is coming for you, little lady, he says. In his cockpit, Bane contacts the Kaminoans. He demands a premium for delivering Omega alive and is on his way to the rendezvous. Afterwards, Prime Minister Lamassu orders Tan Wei to make the pickup and commands that after they retrieve Omega's genetic material, Nala say is to terminate the girl. I, here's the biggest reveal in this episode. There are apparently three Kaminoans. <laughs> That's it. There are three Kaminoans. <laughs> there are the two that we saw in the movie and then the one that was introduced in the Clone Wars, and no other Kaminoans are allowed to exist. So mm-hmm. uh, Tanwei is being tasked with uh, with with retrieving uh, Omega, uh, and uh, and and we're like we're we're getting the the <laughs> the. But I am so surprised, and I was very surprised when I watched this episode that we are just getting the answers to our questions in this one. Like, they're just like, yeah, here it is. We're just gonna, we're just gonna lay it all out on the table. Like this is what the Kaminoans are doing. Um, and I, I, it's not, I wouldn't call it wrapped up neat and tidy in a with a bow, but it is definitely not, it's not like a mystery box anymore, which I am so appreciative of that. We're not just like spending the whole season, um, playing around this idea of like what is omega right like why is she special is she a force user is she this is she that and this episode's just like here's the answer and this is why they want her um, which in retrospect when you think back to the, what, what they had originally said about like you know our our original genetic material is is degrading we need more we don't have the source so we need we need more pure blood and it's like okay now like now that makes perfect sense and and it was it's it's an it's a really great example of us being more clever than the show ever asked us to be <laughs> of like like maybe she's got force powers maybe she's a combination of all of the bad batches genetic abilities like it's like no i no it's actually like dead simple <laughs> it's actually it's right there and they they told us already they just told us without telling us um but uh, yeah, what, 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 what do you guys think? Uh, this, this opening scene
2: with with Bane and the, uh, and the Kaminons.
1: Well, feel?
2: I think I'm going to wait till we get to the next paragraph to really get into my thoughts on it. But I, th- I think there may still be a little bit more to it. You're going to be disappointed. Don't do that to yourself, Kyle. <laughs> I, I might be, I might nope, be. And I'm prepared nope. for that. But, but I'll... I hear
1: it. I hear it in your voice. And I know you well enough to know that you are setting yourself up for just in a complete and utter disappointment on this one. It like, I feel like they couldn't have been more clear. This is the answer. Uh, there's no more, uh, there's, there's not, there's nothing else to, uh, I uh, really worry about here. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll I, talk about I, it I don't when know. we get there, but yeah. But yeah. What, what about you, Joe?
0: I have so little to say about everything in this episode, and I don't want to come off like I didn't like it or whatever. But everything, I'm I'm kind of with you, Mike. It was, fine. Just, it was fine. It was just like every here it is here. You you get everything that you see. Everything what you see is what you get. And there's to me there's nothing really to speculate about. It's just like okay, this is just here. You go. Here's some action. Here's yeah. a little a little info. And uh, okay, all right. You know?
1: here's the here's the bigger thing for me and and not to skip ahead but seeing this facility and seeing that it is a kaminoan facility but on this other mm. planet um i uh with with uh, it's like it's like Camino and cloud city uh, uh had a baby uh which i mean they were yeah. already uh, pretty pretty similar but but, uh, that, that whole component of it and then seeing it like derelict and, um, and all of this other, uh, genetic modification and stuff like that, that was going on in this facility to me, like, like that was the thing where I was like, Oh, Oh, we're just, we're not going to talk about any of this. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, that would have been cool, cool. Cause I, I had the same kind of thought. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's such a cool backdrop for the episode. And it is neither here nor there. <laughs> it's it's really quite irrelevant. Yeah. They could have been anywhere, um, but I, I I hope I hope that I mean it's Star Wars. Sooner or later, somebody's going to dig up that corpse and uh, and 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 drag it out for everybody to see, right? So.
2: Like that, it doesn't matter what I mean it is, I think or
1: sooner or later somebody somebody brings it back around in another story. I,
2: I think we maybe haven't even seen the end of that as it relates to just this series. Yeah. Um you know, just yeah, throwing that in here. I mean, we obviously yeah. know there's gonna be more stuff with the Kaminoans and the cloning going on down the line. And so whether we come back to this planet or just the established you know, establishing the fact that the Kaminoans have operations on other planets. Um, yeah. Could definitely be something that comes back into yeah. play later down the
1: line. That, I think that, that like that to me is a is a is a reveal that is maybe um, underappreciated because it wasn't a focal point of the story, right? Because it gets overshadowed mm-hmm. by everything else. But that idea that the Kaminoans uh, w- were once a much larger operation uh, back in the day, and uh, yeah, I mean, like I would love to get some of those stories, but uh, I. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that, that it'll be a bad batch thing. It, but as we as we talk about often, uh, some of these things might be seeds being sown for for uh, Mandalorian era stuff, right? Um, That's Not true. just not just Mando, but but Book of Boba Fett. I I uh, I. Oh man, the Ahsoka series. If we ever get a different version of. Uh, Rangers of the new Republic, right? Like they, they clearly had a plan for some of that stuff. And we saw that little, that little bit in, in season two of Mandalorian. So I could see them revisiting this location in live action. um, And us, us seeing this, this, this place again, how cool would it be to go back in live action, like in Mando season three or something and, uh, or in book of Boba Fett. And uh uh, and have them go through the same room with, with the shattered tube, and like, mm-hmm. and to, and see like the broken tube and the, <laughs> and and what well, I don't remember what species it was. It, what, it was. I think it was a Kaminoan that came that fell. So, yeah. On Fennec, right? But Some there people were like, "Oh my God, it's
0: Snoke!" And like, uh, no, it's not. There's clearly yeah, a Kaminoan yeah. with a long neck.
1: I think they were they were so clear in this episode to be like, "Hey, this is not connected to Snoke." In a. Yeah. In a in a direct way like this is not a, a palpatine snoke thing this is clearly a kaminoan thing and and the way that they did that is by showing us that like none of these are human and they're, they're not even near humans right like i think there was maybe like a oh man what are they from malaster again with the three eyes i's? is that is that right
0: i think that's grand uh, Gran. grand yeah. Yeah.
1: grand um yeah i i I don't know. It's, it's also a uh, full disclosure. It's been a while since I watched this episode because I, I got to watch it before I did the, um, uh, the, the round table interview last week. Um, so it's also like, I, I, have I've, I've kind of just been sitting with it for a, a while and, um, and it's weird. It like, it's, it's, it's the catch 22 of getting early access to something is like, Oh, Cool. But I don't get early access every week. They just they just like threw us that one episode to to help us prep for the roundtable because um, Ming Na was going to be on it. If you haven't listened to that, by the way, we released a bonus episode on Friday, la- la- this past Friday, with uh, roundtables with Jennifer Corbett and Brad Rao, as well as a roundtable with Ming Na Wen. Um, and there's some really cool insights in there that I think everybody should definitely go back and listen to if you haven't listened to it yet. But um, I. Uh, yeah, because they gave me early access to that one, but then like I have to wait until this Friday, like everybody else this week. It's like I'm going like an extra long stretch. So it's uh, I I I the, the Lucasfilm giveth, Lucasfilm taketh away, uh, <laughs> I, sort of thing. So the next time you're feeling like jealous about somebody who gets early access, it's like yeah, it's I it's not it's awesome. Don't get me wrong. It was really cool to be able to watch the episode before everybody else, and like to sit on all of that information. But I, uh, I, but also it like it 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 came at a great personal cost. So I hope you guys appreciate that, uh, uh, that that sacrifice, that personal sacrifice that I made. Sacri- okay, <laughs>
0: okay. I uh,
1: Joe, you want to keep going? You want to talk about Toto
0: three hundred and sixty? Absolutely. Can we oh, just call him? X-Mod, I've waited 360, all 360. week to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> make it easier. Uh, okay, so Toto three hundred and sixty Bane's droid attempts to repair his leg near Omega's cell. The young clone offers to help, but the droid declines. Aboard the Marauder, Echo deduces that Cad Bane is the bounty hunter who took Omega. When Wrecker wonders why Omega has become a target, Tech reveals that he has learned more about her. She has pure first generation DNA. Meaning Omega is an unaltered clone of Django Fett, just like Boba. The team now understands that it must be the Kaminoans who put the bounty on Omega.
1: So there it is. Mind blowing! Uh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um. So, so the uh, we, we we talked about this. I think uh, like the the in the premiere episode, the idea that um. Some some fans choose to are choosing to interpret Omega's character as as trans, um, and not uh, I I I guess the term would be biologically female. I, I guess I don't know. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. So if somebody wants to correct me on the best way to refer to that, uh, uh, just just yeah, yell at me on the internet uh, for being dumb. Um, but I I this. I love that this answer, like it, be, like the language that they used. It, it, I don't know if it was intentional. I don't think. It, I don't necessarily think it was intentional, but I think the fact that like no one, no one specifically says, you know, she's an unaltered clone, just like Boba, except, right? I, I like except that she's female. It's like they, they, they just say like, yeah, it's first generation clone. The uh, first generation DNA or whatever, um, which which leaves that still open for fans who want that interpretation. I uh, uh, that that Omega is a trans character, and uh, and I think that's mm-hmm. really cool. I think that that's a uh, that 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 possibility still being there. I'm I'm happy for those. As I said when we talked about it the first time, it's like it's a cool interpretation. It's a cool way to look at it. Um, and I'm happy that some some fans are able to see a story like that representing a character like that, um, even if it's not overt. Like it's it it's at least something to hang on to. And I like that this reveal didn't um, didn't take that away, right? It, it still left it uh, it still left it vague enough to uh, to to insert your own headcanon there. So um, yeah i I Kyle what what do you, what do you think about the, about this reveal?
2: So I mean, I thought the reveal itself was kind of interesting um and was something that I had even wondered. I was like, man, I wonder if you know if she is maybe like an unaltered clone of Django because um you know that Cameron Owens talked about you know needing a, a source to you know create more clones from, and it's like, well, if she's just another clone, then like why couldn't they take the DNA from any clones? Um, so it definitely makes sense that she's like, it was her and Boba. Um, now I am like, I still have some questions about this. First of all, like, were they created at the same time? Because Omega definitely seems younger than Boba does. You know, last time we saw him in Clone Wars. Um, and I've just kind of been operating on the assumption that Omega's like, you know, seems like she's maybe like nine or 10 years old, whereas Boba's like 13, 14 at this point. Um, and so I wonder if they're going to address that, if it was like, um, you know, if they were created at the same time, or if the Kaminoids maybe just still had, like, that original sample on file and decided to make another unaltered clone for themselves. Um, but then, you know, so so my speculation, though, as far as there still maybe being something more to her, uh, to her, you know, her identity or her abilities or whatever that we don't know about yet, is first of all, the fact that um you know again even from from the first episode they referred to her you know kind of lumped her in with the bad batch as being an enhanced clone and her being an unaltered clone is kind of like the exact opposite of that um and so i'm wondering if in addition to having you know just the the pure django fat dna that they can make more clones from if she still has some sort of enhanced ability like the rest of the Bad Batch that we don't know about yet. But also the fact that, and I know I'm jumping ahead here, but like when, um, when Lama Sue wants, you know, he just wants to bring her back, use her DNA to make more clones and then dispose of her when they're done. And uh, Nala Se hires Fennec Shan to kill Ton Wee so that they... You know so that omega survives and that she doesn't just get used up and killed it's like obviously nala say wants her for something else and maybe maybe it's just my prejudice from the fact that nala say is the one that like got fives killed but i don't think it's just out of the goodness of her heart that she's like <laughs> oh no she's a child and you can't kill her i think nala say maybe knows something about omega that uh that Lama sue doesn't even know um so I think I think we obviously got a big reveal this week. We got a lot of our questions answered, but I think there could potentially still be uh, more to this puzzle that we don't know yet.
1: Yeah, I go the other way with this. I I think that that um, uh, Nala say, uh, no, sorry, I I. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. We got Lamasu, Tanwei, Nalase. I think that Nalase is emotionally compromised. Uh, in 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 respect to Omega, I think that Nalase was responsible for taking care of of uh, Omega, um, and and I and I think that that there's a connection there. Um, I I don't think that this is just like a. a she's an asset sort of thing. Um, I I think that, I think that there's something more interesting going on there. Um, Yeah. But again, that goes into the fact that like, I feel like I'm, I'm taking this at face value. She's a, she is a, a, an unaltered clone. um, Or, I mean, like, like, I don't even know if unaltered is the right, is the right way to look at it. But like, but, but when, like they say, a, like a first generation DNA uh, I, a clone meaning like it's it's just it's just pure DNA so um there may still be some like enhancement there because they're clones so I uh, i wouldn't be surprised if at some point we find we we were to find out that both Omega and boba are actually superior to Django like like um, hmm. It's like Django is like pure unfiltered. <laughs> it's like, like, like Django Fett is is orange juice with the pulp, and and uh, Boba and uh, and Omega are, are orange juice without pulp. Which it's like, you know, it's just we it, we we've we've filtered it. It's just a little bit better. It's still orange juice. We didn't change the oranges. They're not super oranges. They're not oranges that can smell things really well. But but, uh, but orange orange juice is better with pulp.
2: What are you talking about?
1: Uh, okay, well, that's... You're, you're upsetting wrong. me.
2: Uh, you're upsetting me now, Kyle. <laughs> and pineapple goes on pizza, dang it. Well, oh.
1: that's
0: fine. Put pineapple on oh, pizza. Oh, God, guys. Can we I talk about my Boba Fett Starship again? That's less upsetting <laughs> <than> <laughs> me.
1: I don't eat pineapple on pizza, but I support the decision to put pineapple on pizza. But I'm Canadian, and Hawaiian pizza was uh, uh, invented in Canada, so... I, fun fact, I, I, we, do we, are are we good? We we want to continue?
0: Uh, I, I'm just curious, uh, if you guys had any thoughts on the very small, I don't know if it was an Easter egg or a nod or a dig at the old EU, uh, Boba's name is Alpha, who used to be the first art trooper and Mm -hmm. then was going to be Rex and they renamed him to Rex in the Clone Wars because George was like Ahsoka or two. It too many A names. Let's, let's, let's call them Rex instead of Alpha. Um, I thought it was cool, though. Alpha and Omega. Pretty neat.
2: Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, and especially, like, we've always, or people have been wondering, you know, why um, Omega's name is Omega, and is it supposed to mean something, and, you know, she's the last clone or whatever. Um, but it's cool that, like, from the beginning, they had Alpha and Omega, um, and now we just know that you know Django chose to rename him to Boba but at least as far as code names or whatever that was there so I thought it was a cool little nod um yeah I love and I, I loved I'm that. sure that was probably like I don't know if that was intentionally like oh let's make him like he was alpha from the EU like yeah I don't know if that was an intentional nod but like it's it's cool to know that there still was a clone named alpha and it's cool to know you know the the connection with omega so I yeah I thought it was a cool little touch
1: again it's one of those ones that in retrospect it's like why how do we not see this <laughs> how do we not see this coming like they give us so many hints but it but like a good mystery it's only in retrospect that you look back and go like it was all right there for us to figure out Mm -hmm. it was all so obvious um the thing that i think is cool about it i i in particular is that like omega is um is no different than like because because you know we have alpha is boba right like boba fett is his mandalorian name uh alpha was his clone designation right Mm -hmm. just like fives is ct5555 right easiest one to remember um and and yes like like the the bad batch have taken like their own names they've all got their their like code name or whatever but I think it would be really cool at some point if they hook up with other Mandalorians for them to take Mandalorian names like that. That could be a really cool moment of them sort of leaving the past of, of you know, the clone trooper Grand Army of the Republic thing behind. Because we've talked about this a bunch. I They can they can only get away with with cruising around the galaxy in clone trooper armor for so long right <laughs> they're they're very recognizable <laughs> um and but like they're also they're 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 mandalorians they're clone troopers like they need to have armor of some kind so i i think it would be really cool for them to end up with with their own mandalorian armor um at some point and for omega to get her own but like along with that for them to basically like become a clan And, uh, and, and, and like take a clan name and, and all of that sort of thing could be really, really cool. Um, that could be like a really awesome season three moment. Um, I just for like the evolution of the characters and whatnot. So, uh, I I don't know. That's, that's me setting up expectations and, and, uh, and setting myself up for disappointment, but that's, that's something that I think would be really cool for them to do. I would, I
2: would like to see it. Now, with this reveal and the Boba Fett connection, do you guys think we'll see him in the show at some point?
0: Yes. I think it's a matter of time before we see Boba, for sure. Yeah. Because I think I've
2: also heard people say like, oh, maybe this is supposed to be setting up that, you know, we'll see Omega in live action in the Book of Boba Fett, which I could see happening too. But also I think because the Bad Batch is probably going to go multiple seasons, they probably don't want to jump that far ahead yet without telling the full story with her that they want to tell in Book of Boba Fett um but i could definitely see a situation where like like obviously they had her safe on Camino. they were going to use her as their backup clone template and she escaped and they're trying to track her down but i think maybe at some point after multiple thwarted attempts from the bad batch the kaminoans might just be like well heck if she's out there free in the galaxy like we might as well try to bring boba back too and get one of them because he's still out there somewhere um, you know, I think when Tech was talking about it, they said like, you know, he's gone off the grid or nobody knows where he is, but like, if it's going to be hard to track down Omega, might as well try tracking down her and Boba and get one of them back. Yeah. And um, having already brought in all these bounty hunters with Cad Bane and Fennec and everything, he'd fit in, re- fit right in with that crew. So that would be fun to see. I,
1: I think, I think the most important connection to Boba and, and the Mandalorian timeline, um, and maybe even like post Tross timeline, I. Uh, is essentially confirmation that Boba is is pure genetic material, uh, and therefore could a new clone army could be created from him, um, which is essentially like because they're they're basically saying that about Omega here is that like well if we got Omega back mm-hmm. then you know like our contingency plan or whatever, um, which which I think sets up. It, it could potentially be setting something up for, for a uh, book of Boba Fett or, or like the not necessarily book of Boba Fett, but where all of that Mando stuff is heading, because we know that we're heading towards like a massive series finale event where all of the shows come back together, right? All these storylines come back together. And I would not be surprised uh, based on Dave's penchant for pulling from the EU and 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 uh, reweaving it into um, into the new canon, uh, I I could totally see them doing something along the lines. And we I think we've talked about this like along the lines of of restoring Mandalore via cloning technology, right? Like like we need hmm. we need to bring Mandalore back, and we can't do it with a few thousand people. We need more, um, and for them to to basically like. create mandalorians um it could be cool they could do it it could be cool so i don't know it feels like they're they're planting seeds that other stories could reap uh i because i don't think like because we know so much about the timeline that we're in i just don't see omega being a viable clone template being important like i it's important to the story because it's it's motivating a lot of actions on the part of the kaminoans and and uh, I, uh, essentially all of the action that's happened in the last two episodes right so it's important in that respect but i don't think that it's going to be actioned in the bad batch because that would be that would be a massive retcon to what we know about this period of history if they were like, oh, by the way, you guys never heard about it, but, um, the Owens like made a new clone army at one point and fought the empire. <laughs> like that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's a bit of a stretch.
2: That's like, cause I, don't, cause even the, I don't the, think that would be that big of a retcon, I mean, I mean, heck, I think even on the last episode you were speculating about thinking that might happen. No, um, no, that's but- not what
1: I was speculating. I said the battle of tu- like the, the the battle of Kamino, the battle of Focus City could happen. That's yeah. clone troopers. No, that's existing clone troopers fighting stormtroopers. Oh, okay. That's very different from the Kaminoans getting Omega mm-hmm. and creating a whole new clone army that they control. That's a that's a very different prospect, right? Like like I'm talking about the clones fighting for their freedom. Um, the existing clones, which I think is very, mm. is very possible. But to me, like that, that to me is like, Oh, that's like a, that's a single battle. And that has been hinted at in some of the stuff that Rex has said in star Wars rebels of like, yeah, well, there's not, there's not really that many of us around anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And there's, there's like an implication that like, there were those that that went along with the program and the rest of them were wiped out. Right. So there's room there's wiggle room in there for them to tell a story like, like, like the battle of Camino, but, but for them to also be like, for Rex to be like, Oh, d- I totally forgot to like bring up that whole idea. That whole, that one time that the Caminoans got, uh, got that girl and, uh, and they made a new army. Um, so yeah, uh, my bad. Uh, <laughs> like that's a big, that's a big cliff note to leave out of the history book.
2: But, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would think so would be things like Vader having Inquisitors or Obi-Wan fighting Maul on Tatooine in between episodes three and four and stuff that we never would have imagined watching the movies. So they could find a way to make it work. Now, I still don't necessarily know that that would happen because the, the one other sort of big sticking point that you'd have to, you know, consider is like it would take them 10 years to grow another clone arm. Um, maybe less if they've you know improved their technology or whatever. But yeah, I don't think they're we're gonna see you know them capture Omega and then by the end of the season they've got a whole new army that they're trying to fight the Empire with. But um,
1: it depends on what they... the timeline of this show is because yeah. I could easily see them um, be, because we're so close to Revenge of the Sith right now. I could easily see them finishing this season and us coming back in two or three years. Right. Like, I, I, and, and them doing that multiple times over the course of the series in order to get Omega to a certain place for, for the story. Because it's, it's very hard to tell a story right now that doesn't revolve around we have to protect Omega. Um, and there's someone's always trying to, to, to steal Omega and, and she's constantly getting into hot water. That, that would get tiresome real fast. Um, mm-hmm. so either, either, like, there, I'll say this. I am going to guarantee right now, and and when we come back in Season 2, which obviously hasn't been announced, but I will also guarantee Season 2, uh, when we come back in Season 2, a significant amount of time will have passed, and Omega will be changed as a result. She will not be the same as she is right now. Like They're not going to make us sit through two seasons of her training. They're just going to do it off screen and come back, and she's going to be... Uh, uh in a different outfit and a little bit older and all that she'll be of
0: return time. of the jedi luke skywalker versus empire strikes back luke skywalker exactly exactly okay. yeah
1: yeah um yeah and, and that's the perfect analogy because george was definitely like you guys don't need to see this next part it's not important to the story he gets he gets more better <laughs> that's it that's what happens <laughs> how come it took them so long to track down Han? Uh,
0: yeah, uh, you'll find uh, out in 1997 uh,
1: I'll tell yeah. I'll tell you in a decade. Um, don't 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 bother me. <laughs> I got Indiana Jones <laughs> stuff to worry about. We're gonna make a TV show. I uh, <laughs> man, when is that gonna be on Disney Plus? Right, right. There's no indie stuff on Disney Plus right now. But like, when mm. is man? Just put that somewhere. Put that somewhere. I want to watch the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. I uh, okay.
2: Where are we? Is it my turn? It it's is my Kyle's turn it's my- to go for the first. Is it Kyle's time. turn? Yeah. Oh, yep. okay. <laughs> just on the third paragraph. But I think <laughs> at least for me, I've gotten all my big like speculation and all the big reveals it, and stuff out of the way. So
1: on the one hand, I appreciate them front loading this reveal so that those of us reviewing the episode like this can just like get it all out at the beginning and not like talk around it. Like we have to sometimes when it's a, when it's a like last 30 second uh, uh, reveal um, like a, like a cliffhanger teaser. But uh but but also yeah it's like now we'll just now we'll just breeze through action sequences cuz that's what the rest of this is pretty much. Go ahead. Mm. All
2: right, uh Toto 360 struggles uh, continues to struggle with his leg and Omega again asks that he let her out of her cell to help. It's not like I can escape off the ship, she tells him. The droid finally acquiesces. Omega gets to work and fixes Toto 360's leg quickly even lamenting the treatment he receives from his master before shutting the droid down. Omega looks for her calm while Bane lands the ship and calls for his droid. When Toto does not reply, Bane heads to the cell bay. Omega finds her device just as the bounty hunter arrives.
1: Uh, do we want to talk about Toto 360? He's dumb and easily tricked. Yeah, running from the ship much- into
0: an old abandoned facility of some subs- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I,
1: yeah. I, I, no, I'm serious. Like, we can keep going. <laughs> um, it's it's kind of just, it kind of just happens. This is all just plot to get her out of the cell. I feel like they were yeah. like, they were like, how so Cad Bane is going to be the one to capture Omega. How is she going to get away from Omega? And someone was like, Doesn't Cad Bane usually hang out with a dumb droid (laughs) an easily (laughs) an easily tricked droid. And that's the whole purpose of his existence in this story. Uh, I I will continue if the, if you guys don't have anything else to say about this one,
0: I have no problem.
1: Not, not with that part. Uh, Running from the ship into an old abandoned facility of some sort. Omega makes contact with the bad batch. Tech tells her they need a relay of her position to determine where she is. Omega finds a panel and activates it, but from the mist, she hears a voice. By hook or by crook, you're coming with me. It's like a... a, a, Almost like Robocop. (laughs) It's like dead or alive, you're coming with me. Uh, uh, Bane says, he grabs the girl and cuffs her, destroying her comm device before taking Omega back to the rendezvous point. But Toto 360 soon reports that an unidentified ship is approaching... And blaster fire is heard in the distance. Um, did anybody else have a moment when he destroys the the wrist com, where you're like, "Well, that doesn't even that's that that was that was crosshairs. That doesn't even belong to her."
2: Oh, that didn't even cross my mind. Oh, no. I was just,
1: I don't know why it like it just popped into my head of like like oh man, crosshairs gonna be real mad when he comes <laughs> back to the good guys and is like, "Where's my wrist com?" Like, oh yeah, Cad Bane destroyed that.
0: The by up by crook line bothered me though cuz isn't that like an our world saying meaning like captain hook is going to get the job done or what am i am i misinterpreting that am i like misunderstanding the origin of that phrase
1: I don't think it has anything to do with captain hook
0: Really? I, I thought it was like it a pirate it. thing like by hook or by crook that's so where I got the Sea shanty job done. I don't know.
2: That seems more like the kind of thing that would have already been a saying, and then maybe somebody used it in a Captain Hook thing to be like, ha, hook. Awesome. Maybe
0: that's what it is. I got to look this up now while, while we're doing I, I already
1: have. So the origin of the phrase is obscure with multiple different explanations and no evidence to support any particular one over the others. For example, a commonly repeated suggestion is that it comes from Hookhead in Wexford, Ireland, and the nearby village of Crook in Waterford, Ireland. As such, the phrase would derive from a vow by Oliver Cromwell to take Waterford, Waterford by hook on the Wexford side of Waterford Estuary, or by crook a village on the Waterford side. Although the Wycliffe tract was published at least 260 years before Cromwell, another is uh, I don't know what the Wycliffe that uh, oh that I I skipped the first paragraph so that's I. Let's see. Another is that it comes from the customs regulating which firewood local people could take from common land. They were allowed to take any branches that they could reach with a bill hook or a shepherd's crook uh, used to hook sheep. Uh, yeah, and I always, I have always assumed that by hook or by crook did not mean uh, I, like crook as in criminal activity. It meant like shepherd's crook. That's that's all. Really? That is how I've always just like thought about that. Um, so yeah, neither one of those has anything to do with captain hook. And uh, the phrase <laughs> was first recorded in the middle English controversial tracks of John Wy- Wycliffe in 1380. Um, and captain hook did not exist until the uh, early 1900s. So, all right. Uh, yeah. That, that, that puts that to rest. I'm glad we solved this mystery. We're so <laughs> done. <laughs> Let's go to the mailbag. Um, yeah.
2: yeah, we we gave the people what they came for.
1: Yeah, the only important question that needed to be answered, we did it. Uh,
2: Joe, you you
0: want to keep going? Surely. Uh, oh be, what, do uh, what do you got? Oh
2: yeah, yeah, keep going. I was like, whoever had the the by hooker by cook line didn't even finish that um, paragraph. Yeah, I did.
1: Yeah. By hooker, by crook, yeah. Uh, the blaster fire heard in the distance. I finished it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> nice try, Kyle.
0: All right. Bane leads Omega slowly through the mist-filled corridors until they come upon a body. Tonway flies motionless before them. Dad, Tonway's dead. When Bane tells Omega <laughs> that she cannot help the Kaminoan, the figure emerges from the shadows. He's right. Fenix Shan says, raising a blaster. The two bounty hunters coolly discuss the bounty. Shan carries the payment and offers to trade it for the girl. Sounds fair, Bane says. You first. As Fennec considers her next move, Toto 360 suddenly swoops in, grabbing the case of credits.
1: Toto swooping in to screw it up for everybody.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. Like he's like, uh, no money for any of you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Toto, Toto, really, really, just not not carrying his weight. In this episode, uh, if I were Cad Bane, I'd be dismantling him, selling him off to Uncar Plutt as soon as possible.
0: And was this Ton Wei's first appearance, like since Attack of the Clones?
3: I don't
1: recall Ton Wei being in. um, (laughs) Welcome back, Ton Wei. (laughs) So, yeah, I think it is funny because it's like, it's like, it's the classic Star Wars ism of like, Hey, uh, Tonway, you don't have another outfit. But also, like, if, <laughs> if she wasn't in the same outfit that we saw her in, um, we wouldn't know at, who it was. At this, at this point, what, what, like, like five years ago? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't know who the character was. So, um, which is racist, to be honest. It's very racist. Sure. Us. Um, but, but also, I think if we were to put Tonway and Nalase's faces one next to one another. Uh, they, I don't. I don't know that there's a difference. Um, uh, quite literally, I don't. I. I wouldn't be surprised if they just used the same asset and uh, and maybe maybe didn't even tweak it at all. Just put it in a different outfit, more like we made, <laughs> we made a ton We made a ton to kill her. We're not going to make a whole new head sculpt just for Tonway so that we can kill her <laughs> in this episode. Um, who's got that kind of budget? Uh, yeah, poor Tonway. Fennec Shand is back. No one is surprised, I think. Was anyone surprised that it was
2: Fennec? Shannon? No. <laughs> Not at all. No, I wasn't surprised that it was Fennec. In fact, I for some reason, I feel like we knew that. I don't know if that was like teased during the week or something. I just, I, I feel like I knew before the episode that Fennec was going to show up again. Maybe it was because they had the interview with Ming-Na Wen or whatever. I don't know. <clears throat> at least I true. expected it, but... Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't surprised that Fennec showed up. Like I said, the surprise for me was that she killed Tonway, Wei, who was supposed to be the one, you know, paying them for the job. Um, so I thought she was just going to show up and, you know, maybe she and Bane would fight over Omega and then Tonway Wei would, you know, pay. Like, because, I, you know, in the last episode when they hired Bane, um, when Nala Say and, and um, Lama Sue were talking, and she's like, oh, we already have somebody on this. And he's like, oh, I don't care. Just as long as it's one of these bounty hunters. So I thought Fennec was just going to show up, be like, hey, that's my bounty. And I want the money. You know, this is supposed to be my job. So I thought they were going to fight over that. And then she was just going to you know, turn to Tan Wei and be like, OK, here you go. I want the money, not him. Um, yeah, I kind of expected so- them
0: to be working together, honestly, because they're both from the same source. But I guess it made sense that they weren't because of the different motives
2: of everybody. Yeah. So yeah when she showed up and shot tan way and then was like actually trying to protect omega and not just bring her in that was kind of the surprising twist for me
1: yeah for sure um cool uh, i i do do you want to do you want to keep going
2: yeah <laughs> uh the bounty hunters jump for cover exchanging fire bane rolls a detonator toward shand which she quickly kicks in the direction of toto 360. The explosion sends the droid careening through a window, emptying the contents of the case into the chasm below. My credits! Bane yells. Omega seizes the moment of confusion and runs from the mercenaries. Bane orders Toto, Toto 360 to find her. Meanwhile, Bane and Chand stalk each other through the mist. Believing he's found his rival, Bane approaches only to find a charge. The explosion throws Bane violently into a wall and he falls to the ground unconscious.
1: I fennec Shan's stock just went through the roof uh uh this this uh relatively new bounty hunter just just took out the preeminent bounty hunter of the era um did something that obi-wan and quinlan voss were not able to do uh (laughs) Mm -hmm. together together (laughs) um and i would say it's a good lesson to learn to never underestimate ming na wen um, because sure. I a she's Ming Na Wen, and B her character has plot armor, and uh, I yeah. <laughs> has has to survive, has to to make it through to the next thing. I mean, like like Cad Bane also survives this, so I think there's a there, there's a cool component there of like I I the, one of the things that I love about the bounty hunter dynamic is that the 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 person who is your enemy today might be your ally tomorrow you never really know right um Mm -hmm. like we've seen that with uh uh like with embo for example right it's it's like is embo's not necessarily a good or bad guy um he just has a big hat that he can use to to snowboard if he wants to and uh and he has a dog i uh, Carl, you're not listening to this, so I know I can say this uh, without fear of reprisal. Embo's not that cool. Um, yes, he is. <laughs> Shut your he's face. Fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's awesome. But like, yeah, he's he's got a big hat. That's
2: yeah. Uh, Cad Bane is the cooler hat at bounty hunter. <laughs> uh,
1: it's, why do they all have to have head pieces, headgear? What's 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 that about?
0: To protect um, your noggin, man.
1: I guess so. I I but but I, I you know what I'm I'm convincing myself uh, I that Embo is cooler because he can he can snowboard with his <laughs> hat if he needs to. Um for that <laughs> how often do you think it comes up? How often do you think he has to do that? I suppose it would also work on
0: sand. Often enough that he's good at it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Does he just, like, do that on vacation when he, you know, <laughs> sc- scores a big bounty and there's no more work for a while and he's not in danger? He's like, let me just fly to some planet with some mountains and snowboard on my hat.
1: It does. It certainly asks more questions than it answers um, <laughs> uh, with that character. But uh, but yeah, I, 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 but I like the idea that, that Cad Bane and Fennec Shand are on either opposite sides in this instance. But the next time that they run across each other, they could be on the same crew. Uh, It could uh, be. Could be cool. Could be cool. Um, I'm sure it's not the last we've seen of Cad Bane. I guarantee you it's not the last we've seen of Fennec Shand. I think that this character is going to be a recurring nuisance uh, for the Bad Batch uh, until this situation with Nala Se is resolved, uh, which will probably be resolved with Nala Se's death. Probably at the hands of of uh, of uh, Lama um, Their names are all so similar; it's very, yeah. very confusing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's my guess. Uh. Okay. Uh. Where are we? Where as Omega? It's me, right? As Omega yep. walks through yes. the darkened building, she soon realizes that this is no normal factory; it is a defunct clone facility. She discovers tanks of unfinished experiments and specimens, causing her to gasp. Catching a glimpse of herself in a tank's reflection, she stares back with a sense of unease. Finally, the young clone finds a console and activates a comm dish, but Shand soon joins her. You should thank me, the bounty hunter says. What the Prime Minister has planned for you is far worse than what I'm here for. When Omega asks what the Prime Minister wants her for, Shand says that she already knows the answer. Indeed, Omega instinctively looks toward the failed experiments filling embryo tubes uh creepy creepy so there's some Mm -hmm. there's some jurassic park 3 vibes uh (laughs) with the the you remember the moment where they're going through the 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 whatever building oh yeah yeah. there's like all the jacked up dinosaur clones the dinosaur the the messed up embryos and stuff um yeah very creepy moment very cool I uh, another one of those times where you're like, hey, uh, guys, uh, is this a kid show? I can't remember if this is a kid show or not, because, um, yeah, especially with what happens next. Uh, uh, Joe, you want to go next?
0: Sure. Uh, Fennec moves in closer, saying she's trying to help. When Toto 360 arrives, the bounty hunter makes quick work of the droid, but Omega refuses to surrender and uses the console to explode a fractured tank. Fluid and a lifeless body fall onto Shand, and Omega runs, but Bane is waiting. As he moves to get the girl, Shand once again stops him. While the two battle, Omega finds a ladder to the lower platforms. More action. More good action. Ooh, edge of my seat action. Yeah. And, and oh, we saw a body. It's a Kaminoan, we think. Coloned Kaminoan. Anything else? Yeah. And, for and this, this, to whole- me...
2: Yeah, I mean, like you said, I, this wasn't supposed to be, like, directly tied to Snoke or anything like that. This was not, like, a, a Snoke body. Just, like, that. It, you know, like, it was kind of reminiscent of the scene in Mando Season 2 where you see the thing in the tank. But that yeah. was, like, oh, is this the Empire working on, like, trying to resurrect Palpatine? And is that, like, a prototype Snoke thing? Whereas this was, like, yeah, that's clearly a Kaminoan. Um, could it be somehow tangentially related to that like could you know could palpatine find this place and maybe that's where he starts his cloning stuff maybe but like i think it kind of you know (laughs) no left that out there but yeah no there was definitely not like a a direct connection or suggestions
0: well i mean it is interesting that you know we're i guess we're not really spending a lot of time on it i mean we are and we aren't but like Mandalorian does have that cloning focal point right this has the cloning focal point in the story and these are two stories that were one after the other essentially and i i feel like there's a reason that and i don't know man i just i feel like there's a reason that so much of the stuff in bad batch exists the way it does to set up other things or whatever i don't know i feel i feel like there could be some connection there
2: But yeah, I mean, I I think what they're trying to do with the Mandalorian and a lot of that stuff is like obviously directly set up some stuff that's like, hey, this is filling in some backstory for the sequel trilogy and like making some connections there. And I don't necessarily want to see the Bad Batch have to like also further like devote a lot of time to setting up more of those same connections just because it's so early in the timeline as opposed to that other stuff. But I think it's cool to see, you know, maybe them just like placing some things where it's like we're not going to worry about this now, but this is going to be important later. Or like, if you want to kind of draw the connection, it's like, this might be something that, um, that connects to the other stuff later down the line, but I don't think it's going to be a real big focal point in this show. Like, it seems like it's going to be in the Mandalorian and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. I, I don't want it to connect into, into trust. I I'm actually uh, in general, pretty frustrated at how many things in the last two years, Feel like other creatives in the Star Wars space feeling the need to justify Tross's existence. It's 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 mistakes. Um, At the same time, I mean, like that's just kind of how Star Wars works. I mean, the Clone Wars literally fixes the prequels for a lot of people. Um, It 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 certainly gives them a more fond feeling of that era than than when we just had the three movies um so i understand them thinking in that way of like oh well if we just if we just pepper these things in here and there but but at the same time it's like i would much rather just accept that tross has some very glaring bad story beats and and move on You know what I mean? Like, like, let's just like, let's tell stories after it. Let's tell stories before it. But every time, every time they say the word clone, or we see a tube with fluid in it, (laughs) it's like, oh my God. It's cause, and it's, it's not even Palpatine being back. That's not even what does it. It's the pickle Snokes, right? Like that's like, that's the thing because like, I don't know about you guys, but for me, that was a question that I didn't really need answered in that way. Right. Of like, of like, uh, look, there's a, there's a, there's a big jar of, of pickled Snokes. They're upside down for some reason. I, uh, it's like, I guess they just grow better that way. Um, but it like, it, you talk about talk about an answer that just asks more questions right it's like oh i've been every voice in your head and it's like yeah okay but why do you have a bunch of fully grown snokes and why are they all jacked up but like in subtly different ways like like what's the deal there um it really isn't it really isn't helpful to the story of the other two sequel films and i feel like um Mandalorian is kind of as long as we don't veer at some point into it being solely about palpatine's quest for immortality but like it just it just being the impetus for the story um uh, I'm fine with and them just showing us like hey here's a tank so that you know like this like th- this is what these guys are up to they are clearly creating some precursors to to Palpatine's clone body, um, for Bad Batch, I, I just I want them to make it more and more abundantly clear that this cloning has nothing to do with that cloning. That like when we're talking about cloning here, we're talking about Django, Boba, the clone troopers. That's what that's what we're focused on from a story point. If it turns out that this whole series exists, just to justify some (laughs) stupid scenes in rise of Skywalker. I'll throw a fit. I'm going to throw a fit on the podcast. Cause like, I just like, it's just, it's, it's, it's like when you do something stupid and you have two choices, you either, you can, you can either just like, like accept it, own it and move on. Or, you keep like trying to to tell everybody why this stupid thing that you did wasn't as stupid as they all think that it is even if they're all even if they're all right you know and like the more you litigate it the more stupid it becomes because now it's like now it's 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 infecting other things so this is one of those places where i'm like until there is a connection directly to snoke and palpatine I am going to choose to be of the mind that this has nothing to do with any of that. And that the reason why we have, what's his face, uh, Dr. Pershing's in, in the Mandalorian and not a Kaminoan is because at some point the Kaminoans got wiped out. That might be the only direct connection is that like at some point the Kaminoans got wiped out because they tried to fight back against the empire and now it's just a bunch of Imperials using Kaminoan facilities, and so they just have like these remnants of it, like these symbols and stuff like that, um, because they're using all of the Kaminoans' technology because they've basically seized Kamino. Um, that the, to me, like that's the only that's the only like connection to it that I that I would be okay with. It's like it's just that it's a part of the history, so it is it is ultimately connected, but that like, it doesn't have, I don't want it to have anything to do with Omega's story or the bad batches story. If that makes sense, it can be kind of a thing that, that affects things down the road. Like it's a ripple that, 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 you know, uh, uh, rolls out and affects things further on down the timeline, but in the direct vicinity of the event, it's, it's got nothing to do with Palpatine or Snoke. Um, mm-hmm. Cause it's just, I just don't think that we need, I just don't think that we need to be talking about that stuff in relation to any of these other stories. It, it's so funny though, because with Resistance, um, if you went back, if you <laughs> uh, rolled back the tape on the podcast, you'd probably hear me saying the opposite. But that's because they were like Resistance is taking place in the middle of everything in the sequels. Um, And yet it had nothing to do with anything. It was always Mm -hmm. at arm's length um, and felt like it, like it was awkwardly always at arm's length Um, and they wouldn't let it interact with the plot line of the movies, which is super frustrating. So uh, I think that the most important takeaway from all of this is that Uh, nothing will ever please me and uh, and and I'm just going to be fickle and complain about things on the internet Um, and I'm allowed to because I'm a white guy so you know just (laughs) take that Um, I'm being facetious of course if that was unclear to anybody Uh, what what say what I that's a clone high reference that would be awesome if it turns out that everything in the bad batch is actually just a backdoor pilot for clone high season two. Uh, <laughs> if, if they don't get Tamura Morrison to, to voice a character in clone high season two, I'm going to be real upset. Are you guys? Clone High Yeah. Uh, Joe, you gotta be a clone high fan.
0: Uh, I loved it when it was on. I have not seen it since then. I don't hey, really yeah. remember it that much, but I remember like religiously watching it when it was
2: on the air. That see, era. I'm confused because I thought that was a movie.
1: Oh, yeah. You, 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 you little young man. You're so, you're so <laughs> sweet summer and, child. And sweet. Yeah. Sweet summer child. I uh, no, Clone high was a television program. Uh, what did it run? 13 episodes. I think
0: uh, if that, um, yeah
1: on mtv it was one of those oh. mtv ones i think or maybe maybe it was a cartoon network but um
0: no i think so, you're right i'm pretty sure it was back, MTV. In, the, it
2: was back in the 90s or something uh, late 90s uh, early 2000s early 2000s yeah. early 2000s oh okay um
0: around the same i think and, it was around the same time they had that spider-man cg show right it was on mtv very
1: much so very much so and i oh. uh, and another show called undergrads and uh, there, was a, there was a moment there where MTV decided that they were going to get into uh, animated sitcoms because uh, The Simpsons and Family Guy were so good uh, and, uh, uh, and do- making so much money. So it's like them and, and uh, a bunch of other networks were all like, we're going to do the same thing. So there's, a, there's this whole era of animated sitcoms that all have like a one 13 episode <laughs> season um there's like there's the oblongs there's my favorite of all of them uh, one of one of my top five tv shows of all time which is mission hill which i uh, i suffered from the same stuff um but yeah anyways undergrads uh all of that stuff from that era that has none of it has anything to do actually with star wars so uh, <laughs> but they're all doesn't ever i do not say ever show, but uh yeah <laughs> I, I but that was a time. That was a time. Clone High Clone High probably the most well-known out of that era, I would say. Uh, and the only one actually getting like a legitimate sequel. They they are not sequel but continuation. Everything else is just kind of like dead in the water. But uh yeah. I uh, like I said Tamura Morrison or as Ming-Na Wen says Temuera. She she calls him Temuera. She, like it's she the way she pronounces is just like it's very it's very it's like uh buttery almost <laughs> once again go listen to the go listen to the roundtable round interview uh, from from last week um and you'll you'll hear her say uh, as we call him just tamura but but yeah she 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 puts like the accent on it and everything it's very um it makes me feel like a dummy saying tamura Morrison. <laughs> um, but uh, but also like also I don't know that I have like the street cred. I don't know what kind of cred is required, uh the Republic cred to I uh, I to 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 pronounce it properly without sounding, you know, like when people like they 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 speak in an American accent and then every once in a while they slip in if they say a French word they say it like super French or like a Spanish or Italian word and like they they drop into the the like real like accented pronunciation
2: like mm-hmm. like like Joe reading Omega's lines Omega
0: No that that's slightly T- different Hunter horsehead, tick 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 I
1: I want I want at some point a character to be like to be introduced to the bad batch by Omega. And for her to be like, I'm sorry, tick. Is it And it's like, uh, no, it's tech. Uh, <laughs> no, oh, no. Her cute. accent is just way thicker than ours. <laughs> That's all. Um, I
0: love it. I love listening to her talk. What a cool. Oh, so, like, no, the, the,
1: the reality of it is that, is that I think it's a, I think it's an authentic accent, right? Right. As, as opposed, opposed to D Bradley
0: Baker. <laughs> yeah. As
1: opposed to D Bradley Baker doing uh, the, 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 the Django Boba uh, Clone Trooper impersonation that actually sounds nothing like Tamura
0: Morrison. Yeah, he <laughs> pronounces more, a lot of things differently than Django did.
1: Yeah, the more we get of of Tamura playing Boba, the more, uh, the more I'm like, oh, deep Bradley Baker actually is like he's not he's not doing that good of a of a Tamura Morrison. He is awesome as, as all of the characters that he portrays. And, and I mean, like this is no shade thrown whatsoever, Um, but it is very much like it's, it's a lot like the Matt Lanter, Hayden Christensen thing. Have you guys seen that clip of Hayden Christensen doing an impersonation of Matt Lanter's Anakin?
0: No, but now I have to.
1: Yeah. You guys gotta, you guys gotta Google, Google this one. It is insane. Because he's like in an interview or something like that and he's talking about it and he drops into it and like and he's specifically talking about Matt Lanter playing Anakin and he drops into it and it's like, oh, so you've watched all of the Clone Wars then <laughs> like like very clearly very clearly he he was sitting on the sidelines going, I could have done that. <laughs> oh um but uh, uh yeah i mean i've always appreciated that the clone wars didn't try to just get sound alikes right like it like yeah they've got james arnold taylor in there but even even james who is does professional sound alike stuff for ewan mcgregor his obi-wan is his
0: obi-wan it's different. yeah he's he's right? kind of like added a lot of nuance to his own right. version of and it. he's got what more you? hours
1: all of them have more hours than the yeah. than the the film versions right so it's one of the, oh, and, yeah. and especially for us who have seen all of those episodes a million times it's one of those things where it's where it's like i uh, i i don't know to me i to, I, I just love it because it's like they peacefully coexist it's no different than than the 90s spider-man cartoon and, uh, and let's say like Yuri Lowenthal doing Spider-Man for the, for the PlayStation game. Um, it's like, both of these are legitimate. Neither one of them is a lesser Spider-Man. They're both Spider-Man. Uh, I, 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 yeah, it's, 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 a, it's one of those funny things, but it's just, I think because, I think because Tamura is so, um, even not even just like the, the New Zealand and, and Maori accent aspect of it, But just like him, like he just has the (laughs) again, I'm going to reference another thing. Uh, Did you guys see the the um, he did like a like a little ad for like a hot spring or something like that in in New Zealand where he's like he's basically like walking down into this into this like hot tub, hot spring thing, talking about how he just finished filming the Book of Boba Fett and now he's. Back in New Zealand at his favorite spa, <laughs> and and he delivers the lines like you're you're like I am equally entranced and like pulled into this, but also terrified of this man because <laughs> uh, he could because he could pick me up and snap me in half, but 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 also I think that he's more likely to pick me up and just kind of stroke my head. Uh, <laughs> I he's a he's a he's a wonderful juxtaposition of a human being, and I'm so happy that we're getting more of him.
0: Do you mind if I tell my Tamora Morrison story that I have? I I only have one.
1: Nothing would make me happier right
0: now. Okay. So when I um, got my uh, first Star Wars print for Star Wars Celebration, uh, it was called Django's Finest. It was a giant, you know, Clone Wars version of Django Fett above 66 clone troopers. It took place on Kamino. I was very, very proud of it. Um, Someone came to my table And was like, hey, uh, I love your print. I'm going to buy it so that I can get it signed by Tamora Morrison, who was doing, you know, was at Celebration Orlando 2017. And he was like, I'm I'm going to to get it signed by him. And I was like, that's amazing. Is there any way? I'll make you a deal. I'm going to give you two of them. Instead of you buying one, I will give you one. And then if you take this second one, and give it to him from me, then I'm not going to charge you anything for it. So I gave this guy two artist proofs, and I kind of forgot about it because, you know, obviously I love Tamar Morrison. I never, you know, got the chance to meet him, but I thought, oh, that's so cool because of him, you know, all of these characters kind of came to life, and, and I don't know. It's just like, oh, I want to I wanna give it to uh, to him, but I'm stuck at the table. I can't meet him. I can't get it signed myself, whatever. This guy's going to do it. Hey, do me a solid. I'll, you know, well, let's make this trade. So the guy went, oh, thank you so much. He, he, he went and like I said, I kind of forgot about it. It got pretty busy. And then a couple hours later, the guy came back with a huge smile on his face and he wanted to show it to me signed. And uh, he, you know, he rolled it out. He showed it to me. I was like, oh, that's so cool. It was so cool to see his signature on my print. I was really excited. He was really excited. And he got, and, and this guy goes, uh, so I have one more surprise for you. I was like, oh, okay. He ha- Tamora gave this guy... A signed autograph of Django on Camino in in the armor, and on it it was signed. It said, uh, "Dear Joe, thank you for the poster." Tamar Morrison, Jack fed uh, So and- I got a free yeah. autograph through a stranger yeah. no, from Tamar Morrison because I like sent him with a print. I those cost money. I don't think they're allowed to do that. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're not allowed to give away free autographs and free, yeah. like, you know, whatever the, um, who are the people that do the photos?
1: Oh yeah. I, I, Oh, it's like on the tip of my tongue. I'm sure it's the same for you. It's like, oh, it's, right it's
0: driving there. me crazy. Everybody knows everybody. who cares Yes. Knows. yes. So it's like you the know. officially licensed photos. Is it and official pics?
1: Like, I think it's official pics. Yes. I think that's official pics. Oh, yeah, yes. You know.
0: So, you know, obviously I didn't pay for the photo. Obviously I didn't pay for the autograph. And he's just like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say, here you go. No problem. And I never so got, I like, know. if I ever meet him, I'm, I, I can't wait to tell him, hey, I'm sure you don't remember, but this happened. And I just wanted you to know that that meant yeah. a lot to me. That was really, really cool. And that's a story that I always tell people whenever you come up. Because every time someone, I feel like every time someone mentions him, it's just like a love fest uh, for Tamar Morrison. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that yeah, was that's, yeah, awesome.
1: Uh, <laughs> I, that's awesome. I mean, it's just proof that that exactly what I said. It's like like he could pick you up and snap you in half. Uh, <laughs> he he is he is a big imposing person. He's Boba Fett, right? Like I I I'm retroactively Boba Fett, but like, but <laughs> well, like, let's be real. When he shows up in the Mandalorian in season two and and cleans house with a gaffy stick it doesn't matter that he's not wearing the armor it doesn't matter that he doesn't have the (laughs) helmet on he's boba fett um more boba fett than anything else we'd ever seen before that moment um Mm -hmm. yeah he's like he he is he is such a cool imposing person but then like he also has a bunch of these roles and this when you see him as a person he's just like a, he's 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 a bit of a teddy bear he's a big cuddly teddy bear but then also you know you believe that he's jason momoa's dad in aquaman right yeah yeah in a movie <laughs> in a movie where literally nothing else makes sense you're like i believe this part of it i believe that these two people are are genetically linked um yeah <laughs> that would be really funny to see like to see Tim and uh, I, and Daniel Logan and Jason Momoa all in one place because <laughs> <laughs> you'd have like, <laughs> and again, this is not shade to, to to Daniel Logan whatsoever, but I just think it would be really funny to be like, here you got, we got Tamur Morrison and then uh, Daniel Logan, who is a smaller Tamur Morrison. Uh, he actually has like, as he's gotten older, he looks more and more like him. Like the, you can see where like the casting was actually really solid, really spot on. But uh, and then you've got Jason Momoa, who's like bigger than both of them. I, 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 yeah, it'll be funny to see the three of them side by side. Um, where are we in this in this recap? We're I think you're up talking about this. We're
2: episode. we're down the rabbit hole of Tomorrow. Orbs oh no, Kyle's up. up. That's where we are. Kyle's up. Um, it's Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, I'm go up. Go I'm up. up. Yeah. Um, Yeah. All right. Toto 360 soon finds her. Uh, You are coming with me, he says, as Omega tries to fight him off. Finally, she jumps onto the flying droid and they fall to the platform. As Toto struggles to right himself, it bugs me that every time they mention him in this recap, it's Toto 360. I'm just calling him Toto. Um, (laughs) As Toto struggles to right himself, Omega finds a transport. Meanwhile, the bounty hunters continue their brutal fight. Though Toto catches up to her, Omega blasts off, blowing the droid back. But not before he rips part of the facade off the pod. Toto contacts Bane, who orders his servant to their ship. Uh,
1: I want I want Toto 360 to get like really really damaged at some point, and then the next time that he comes back, he's uh, he's Toto Series X.
2: Uh. <laughs> I mean, Cad Bane. He should be Toto Series X now because Cad Bane already blew him up in Clone Wars. That's true. Now That's here true. he is, like nothing ever happened.
0: Uh, No, then shouldn't it be Toto one, and then Series X? Oh yeah, we're on Toto one
2: now, and next time Cat blows him up, it'll be Toto Series X. (laughs) Hey, uh, I hate the way they name those consoles. Yeah,
1: Microsoft, you guys, you guys, I hate it.
0: (laughs) Uh, Cut it out.
1: Yeah, I love that PlayStation is just like unabashedly like (laughs) five. They're just like, and nobody, nobody says anything, right? Like nobody ever get, throws them any shade at all about it. Like, is like, it's like, oh, well, how, how original or anything like that? People are just like, yeah. It,
0: it says, it tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. Is this the last one? No, mm-hmm. it's the next one.
1: Okay. Two, three, cool. four, five. <laughs> like, 12. um, whereas Nintendo is like, we're going to call this one the switch. And you're like, oh, okay oh, oh, yeah, I guess um well I mean, there was the wii and sense. the
0: wii u and nobody for a long time knew if the wii u was a new console or if it was yeah. just like a tablet oh, add-on god. or what
2: what an awful well and then they was. go with the then they go with like the nintendo 3ds and then don't they have like a they have a console that's literally called like the new nintendo 3ds or oh something? god yeah yeah yep. and then there
1: are xl and light versions of all of them um anyways uh <laughs> omega's pod soars upward <laughs> But soon malfunctions, thanks to the damage suffered from uh, Toto Series X, Toto Toto One, <laughs> Toto One, uh, Toto One. The the craft begins to plummet downward, but not before a light appears in the distance. Omega hears the engine of a ship and braces herself before her pod comes to a stop, and its hatch opens. Omega, you in there? Wrecker calls from above. Good to have you back, kid. Uh, to the point of last week and the previous episode before that. I love that it's wrecker. I love that once again it's wrecker opening a hatch yeah. and being like, "Hey, we found you. Um, we're here to rescue you." Um, it is becoming a bit of a pattern, guys. Let's 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 be a little bit more careful. I um, uh, Joe, why, why don't you why don't you finish this out, and then I'll talk about the promise that Hunter makes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Back on the Marauder, Atiri Omega asks Hunter why the Kaminoans are after her. You're valuable to them, he says. You're different. An injured Bane returns to his craft. His ship, however, will not fly. It appears to have been sabotaged, Toto360 says, as they watch Fennec's craft exit the planet. In her cockpit, Fennec contacts Nalase. The Kaminoan declines to renew her contract at the moment and tells Shand that as long as Omega is not in the hands of Lama Su, she's safe. Omega joins Hunter in the Marauder's cockpit troubled by the day's events omega you don't have to worry you are never going back to camino hunter says i promise
1: I, uh, uh don't make promises you can't keep they're
0: hunter. going back to camino yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yes. obviously going back to camino
1: yeah um yeah wow <laughs> he said that and i was like oh no you can't say that you can't say that to the kid you can't say that um also, like <laughs> Nalo say is like as long as she's not with with Lamasu, she she she's safe. Um, no. That's not true. That's not true. As a matter of fact, since the moment <laughs> she left Kamino with the Bad Batch, she's been in mortal danger the entire time, pretty much. Uh, there've been like brief moments of reprieve. But uh, I no. I I she is in danger of dying at least once a week, uh, as near as we can tell. So um so you're wrong. Yeah. But that's fine. They, she's she's safe. Also, why would I think, think that
0: just because Cad Bane was like foiled, like, okay, now he's just gonna stop. Like he's Cad Bane. He always gets his mort. Yeah. Why why is she no longer in danger?
2: But when is she not gonna if... be in
0: danger? Even when if they even if she if Fennec was able to get her and bring her back to Kamino... Would she not be in danger then? Doesn't uh, Lamasu want her terminated?
2: Like Right. Well, but, and see, I'm wondering maybe this episode and the exchange at the beginning between the Kaminoans, maybe that was the first time that Nalase realized that Lamasu plans to just kill her after he gets the DNA from her. Mm-hmm. And so, because I think in the last episode with yeah. Fennec, she probably was hired to bring her back to Camino. And so that's why um, maybe at this point Nalase is like, okay, never mind. Don't worry about bringing her back to me. Just, you know for now as long as nobody's after her you know she's not in anybody's custody it's fine for now but yeah like you said like cad bane is still out there they're always getting into trouble so it's definitely not the last time we make is going to be in danger but maybe you know nala say realizes that she's safer with the bad bash than she would be back on camino for right now mm. fair point
0: yeah like it's not like Lamasu's like oh they got away all right what else is on the agenda today like yeah why would that be the end of it? I don't know. Weird, weird conversation.
1: It's uh, yeah. And, and I, I, I think that there will also be a component at some point with, I uh, uh, oh man, I can never remember it. War mantle is the operation, but what's the guy, uh, rampart. Um, yes. Oh yeah. Uh, rampart wants bad batch found and destroyed. Right. And, like that kind of, it kind of links up with, um, with what Lama Sue wants. Cause it's like, obviously, you know, like, like also, but also bring back Omega. And so we could see like a connection there at some point the the next time that, that this comes up with Lama Sue, but, but also, I don't know. Ta- Tan Wei dying might be enough deterrent for now where where Lamasu is like this isn't uh, uh, this is, this is becoming too expensive <laughs> why, why don't we just find another b- bounty hunter to clone um, that is one of the biggest questions it's like well if you if the problem is that you guys need to you need genetic material to create another clonar. I guess they already have everything like ready to go. Everything's already um, keyed up. They just need more genetic material, but yeah, I don't know. More information is, is required uh, as Vision would say. I request elaboration. Uh, <laughs> who knows if we'll get it? Probably. Uh, cool. With that, do you guys want to jump in the mailbag?
2: Yeah. Yeah, let's do it this is Fulcrum. Come in. So we've received a transmission from someone using our subspace frequency. Fulcrum, incoming transmission from the Rebel cells. Fulcrum mailbag.
1: All right. Uh, over on social media, I said the Bad Batch cranked the suspense to eleven this week. Who were you rooting for, Cad Bane or Fenix Shand? Before I get uh, Kyle and Joe to answer that question uh let's see what uh, what what everybody else had to say over on facebook uh ariel phillip said if last week's episode uh cad bane is the bacon then fennec versus bane is the seasoned fries you saved to eat last that you know what all out i uh, you know what F- fennec is the is the one curly fry in an order of regular fries you know what i'm talking about I know you guys, you guys know what I'm talking about. Because, like, no one ever wants a whole order of curly fries. Let's be real. Let's be real. The same goes for waffle fries. You always think you do, and then you get them, and you're, like, halfway through it, and you're like, this is too much. It's too much. <laughs> and you get you get indigestion from it. You're like, no. It's, the seasoning is too much. But when you order regular fries, and you're eating those, and there is a, there, there's a bonus uh, curly fry or a bonus waffle fry or an onion ring in there like part of an onion ring like one of those little ones you know like the little onion rings in there it that's 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 fennec shand in this episode where you're like oh i thought we were just getting regular fries and then she's this she's also her color scheme is is reminiscent of 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 seasoned fries so Mm -hmm. i i yeah uh over on instagram uh alexandrina atk i i Got this in just under the wire, by the way, just under the wire. I actually just remembered that that this came in after I had done the uh, the the recap. Um, I, but I just remembered as we were recording that I had to add this in. So uh, Alexandrina says, "Cad Bane, without question, Fennec is cool enough, but Bane is just legendary." Um, cool. What What about you guys? What 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 do you think? Uh, Cad Bane or Fennec Shand. Who who are you
2: rooting for? Kyle, what do I you mean, got? I <sighs> mean see, I was like I mean, like you said, Mike, we know Phoenix Shand's got plot armor. Um mm. and I'm assuming we'll probably see the demise of Cad Bane at some point, but I was I was rooting for Cad Bane to win or at least survive the episode. Um I will say I, I kinda got a little bit spoiled on Twitter. I happened to see, you know, somebody posted before I watched the episode and it was, you know, somebody I follow who was just like, man, cat, like this week's episode of bad batch did cat Bane dirty. And so I spent the whole time meaning, man, I hope that just means that like, Cad Bane wasn't as cool as this guy was hoping he was, and not that he got killed off. So I was happy that Cad Bane survived. I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. I, don't, I mean, I know some people are like, "Oh man, Fennec, you know, is a new character, or she's supposed to be like a young rookie bounty hunter at this point." And the fact that you know people are all up in a huff that she beat Cad Bane, I think it's fine because, like, I mean, we know from the Mandalorian that she has a reputation as this elite mercenary, and so, um, yeah, and you know, we've already seen that, that she's a formidable yeah. foe for the Bad Batch, and so for her to at least be able to go. For, for her to at least be able to go toe-to-toe with Cad Bane and hold her own, I have no problem with. But I I will say, like, if if they're going to kill Cad Bane off at some point, I maybe would still like to see um, that showdown between him and Boba at some point, or maybe get to see Hunter and the Bad Batch get a rematch with him or something. Um, so I was glad that Fennec didn't kill him off. But, yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with how the fight ended up.
0: Yeah, I I mean... Kyle pretty much, uh, illustrated exactly how I feel about it. Um, I do kind of get the notion that, okay, Cad Bane is supposed to be the best of the best of this era. And this rookie kept getting the jump on him. Like, okay, that's a little like whatever. But at the same time, like I agree with, uh, what you had said before, Mike, about, you know, don't underestimate your foes. Um, Yeah, I mean, for me, I really like both of them. I didn't want to see either one of them die. I mean, obviously, we weren't going to see Fennec die. But um, I I was a little worried for Cad Bane. But at the same time, it was just like, I don't think they're going to bring him back just to kill him off. That's a a ton way kind of thing to do. I don't think they're going to do that to Cad Bane. Um, (laughs) I I wasn't too worried for either one of them, honestly.
1: Yeah. They're not going to kill two massively important characters in one episode, right? I mean, we already killed Tonway, one of the most pivotal characters in the entire Skywalker saga. So uh, I think Cad Bane, yeah, he was, he was going to be fine the whole time. But uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I personally, personally, I don't know. I can't answer this question. I'm not able to do it. I thought I had an answer, and I just realized I don't. I love them both for different reasons. Uh, and, uh, they both deserve our, our love, our respect and our admiration. And, uh, I, I, I refuse to choose. And because I'm the person who asked the question, it means that I don't have to. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I will say that, that you sound like Fennec when someone
0: asks a parent, which one is their favorite kid.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's, this is true. Uh, I like, I like Fennec ship better although Cadbanes when it was landed the 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 back section like twisted or something like a because it, it, it it's just kind of i don't know they're like they're like perpendicular to each other like the front of the ship and the back of the ship when it was flying and when it was landed, they were they were parallel, and it looked like the colonial marine dropship from from Aliens, and I was like, oh, it looks cooler like that. They should just it should just be like that. But I really like Fennec ship. It's a it it seems real. Fennec ship seems really big, just for her. But at the same time, I I, I it I I like the design. It's cool. Um, I, that's it that's it for this episode I think we did it guys I think we did it uh, we'd have an episode Ooh, title so. for next week I uh, uh, the episode title for next week is common ground uh, I don't know what it's about though that's all I got that's all I got I don't know I even I didn't see episode descriptions did you guys see episode descriptions I didn't really look that hard
2: should I look maybe I can look yeah. right now. no I, I don't know I don't know if you guys have noticed but um one thing that I have noticed that they've been doing on starwars.com is they post like previews for the episode, like on the day it releases. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So like in it, you know, they, they post the episode guides like on Mondays or whatever, but if you go on there on Friday, then they'll have like first look at the bad batch episode, you know, reunion or whatever the episode is where they've got like pictures and like a little summary of it. But I'm like, who's wanting to watch a preview of it when it's available and you can just go watch it go watch it. Well, maybe, you know, someone's at
0: work or whatever and they can't or,
2: yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I it, uh, th-
1: they they must have a reason for why they're doing it the way that they're doing it. Um because like the, I'm sure that everything is ready in advance of that, but yeah, it's a there must be some sort of a metric that they're looking at with streaming shows where it's like if you if you preview it before it's available, people forget that it's out like they forget to go back to it. But if you tell them about something that they can go watch right now, there's a better chance that they're going to go watch it right now. Um, hmm. That would be my guess. Did we get
0: previews for the next episode in like early Clone Wars? Cause I feel like we did.
2: Oh, we did. Yeah, we Absolutely. Did. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. thought so. Cartoon Network. did. Yeah. No, they had previews at the end of every episode. Like, yeah. You know, on, maybe like okay. next week on
0: Cartoon Network. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, we did get the mid-season. Oh, we also didn't talk about um, that mid Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's what I was going to mention, is that we hadn't <laughs> talked about that mid-season trailer yet. In case you guys haven't been able to, um,
1: to tell, we're having a slight technical malfunction. <laughs> the this um, uh, Big reactor leak, just give us a few minutes to lock it down. Um <laughs> So I'm gonna cut it there. We're gonna cut it there. There was a there was a preview. The preview didn't show us anything.
3: It <laughs> okay. it,
1: it gave us a couple yeah, more little um, snippets. Yeah. Um and it did remind me that there's one thing from the earlier trailers that we haven't seen yet, which is that um that planet with the the leafy trees and the ATTs, Um which I can't remember oh, what right. planet it is. Uh, Jonah Marie uh, Blue Jay Guys on Twitter I uh, said in she she tweeted something and said what planet that is. Um and I and I I, I I I trust Jonah Marie with my life when it comes to stuff like this. Um she she would know much better than I would. Um so go just go look at her Twitter. Just go follow go follow Jonah Marie on Twitter. Listen to her podcast. Don't even listen to ours. It's it's a it's it's a much better podcast. There are so many Bad Batch podcasts for you to listen to. I don't know why you're wasting your time with this one. Um, probably we love because, you. Because Joe's so pretty. Uh, <laughs> that's gotta be it. That's gotta be it. I We can't, I, we can't argue with that. <laughs> with that, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week to talk about Common Ground. Uh, so I, we'll, we'll see you next week.
0: Looks like Bad Batch is blasting off again!
1: Follow Rebel Cells on Twitter and Instagram at Rebel Cells and on Facebook at Rebel Cells Podcast. You can support the podcast in three ways. First, by going to the podcast service of your choice, leaving a rating and review to help others find the show. Second, by heading to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch. And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com thunderquack and kicking in with your monthly pledge of support, to get cool rewards like exclusive podcasts and more.